Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk once more. Adam Peacock with Brad Haddon. Hads, how are you? I'm excited. Why? I'm really, really excited. Because you're going to New Zealand next week. Oh, no, no. You've just brought a damper on that because we're up 1-0 in the yes. series and they don't care if it rains. <laughs> New Zealand haven't won a game. Australia up 1-0. But I tell you what, yeah. it was entertaining. Yes. That's the way 2020 should be played. Flat wicket, 200 runs scored, win on the last ball. 36 is great entertainment. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're listening to this, we're recording a little later than usual because we wanted to react to last night. And <laughs> glad we waited. Far out. What a game that was. Uh, we'll break it down. Australia's thrilling last ball win against New Zealand. Thanks to Tim David and Mitch Marsh, of course. We're going to preview the fourth test. India, England on a dicey looking pitch as well. Wasn't going to be any other way, was it? Yeah, that's an interesting one, a decision from India, though. We'll get into mm. it later. But it, the wicket looks like it's only going to last three days, and that brings England right back into the contest. And we're going to walk down memory lane with Hads and his oh, battles against the Kiwis. This <laughs> It feels like it should be its own, like, series set aside, like a, you know, one that just sits there and you can go in and out any time, like a three- to five-part series. But, no, we'll uh, – As long as it ends with the 2015 World Cup, I'm happy. Was it saying the rundown? Sure does. <laughs> sure does. With you and George Bailey on that balcony as the sun came up, breaking the trophy. And uh, we're going to finish with our risers and fallers, of course. And before we get into it, thanks again for reviews and ratings. We're up to 291 on Spotify, closing on in the 300. And we've rocketed up to 91 on Apple Podcasts. Another review has from Boxy80, titled Essential Cricket Pod. Great show, funny and informative. The PI Double Five taking out of baseball never ceases to bring about a laugh, keep up the great work. I mean, baseball is just stuff from heaven for a little show like ours, isn't it? Because it always gives us something to talk about. Well, it's entertainment. And what it's brought to the game, it's brought a lot of talking points uh, with different opinions. But I'm all for it. I'm all for the style they play. But it still opens itself to uh, a bit of fun from our end. Uh, also, please give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok. Search Willow Talk Podcast. And for those who like to see us, you can watch full episodes on YouTube as well. Hello, YouTube. <laughs> and uh, we had lots of comments about how I got the margin of defeat wrong in that mm. third test between India and England. Um, of course, it was three, 400. I nearly got it wrong again. It was 434 runs. Which Don't is, piss India off. <laughs> no, and I did. And I go, oh, I think I said, oh, it's 343. And then I corrected it to 334. And then I thought about it. I went, well, that's obviously burned into my subconscious, isn't it? 334. Hope you don't do your own invoices. <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> I wonder why the mortgage repayments <laughs> weren't going through as smoothly. But yeah, 334 is a famous number in Australian cricket. But 434 mm. is more fun. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's a bigger defeat. In this instance. <laughs> in this instance. But, uh, yeah. Um, and we had this comment as well. As a pommy, it pains me to say I agree with everything you guys said about that third test and Joe Root and his batting. It, it's just like Joe Root, though, and we'll get to the preview in a moment. It would be like him to just come out and play superbly in this uh, fourth test. He's that good. Well, he is that good. And I think that's why the conversation around um, somebody's shot selection is, is so – um, oh, worldwide, actually. Mm. It's coming from everywhere because his record's outstanding. He's probably the best batsman ever produced from England. So he's just given teams an opportunity to get him out um, where normally he's so mm. hard to get his wicket. I'll tell you another thing that came up this week. Mm. 
You know, I'm a love for a trucker cap. Yeah. Well aware. And oh, my collection is growing and growing. Yeah, you've got like a yep. – you, you'd be like Michael Jordan's spare room with yep. all these sneakers, I reckon, yep. with your hats. But yeah. a, a lot of them are coming from our listeners. They so send them yep. in, I'll get them on the show. Yep. We've got one from you because normal hats don't fit your head. No. I've got an abnormally so large – I've got a Sean Abbott-style yeah, cranium. So, They've got one sent in for oh, you. Allied beef. Yeah. Thank you. How good's that? Thank you very much. I'll swap it and out it for fit, the Lakers. That's the first hat I haven't seen apart from a bucket that fits your head. Oh, it's on the last rung as well and it's still pretty tight. So <laughs> anyway, no, thank you, uh, Allied no, beef. Send them in. We'll get them on. Do they do a nice sirloin or something like mm-hmm. that, this mob? They'll so, look after you. Yeah, thank you very much. And you got your Canberra Raiders hat. Yeah. And there is no chance in hell I'm wearing anything like that. So well, yeah. you, good luck you, to the milk this year. Mate, you will be when we're top four this year. Dreaming. More likely to get a red carpet rollout when you arrive in New Zealand than that happening, Hats. Anyway, that's rugby league. Oh, yeah. And rugby league season just around the corner, but we're well in cricket season still, and we're going to reflect happily. It didn't look like it for stages there. That uh, win in Wellington for Australia, the T20 boys, getting it done by six wickets with precisely zero balls to spare. Thanks to Tim David, New Zealand crushed out three for 215. At one stage, one for 174. Just tied it back a little bit towards the end there because Ravindra and Conway, can't wait to see Rach and Ravindra in the uh, in the test series. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Devin Conway as well, who was good at the World Cup in stages. Uh, Mitch Marsh, the best with the ball, one for 21. But Australia chased it down. Mitch Marsh looks superb from the off. He flicked one off his pads that looked like he barely hit when 90 metres, about 25 rows back. And Tim David went berserk at the end, 31 off 10 balls. Thoughts, Hads? Especially on that uh, last name that I mentioned. Well, what, what I thought first and foremost, it was great entertainment. I actually absolutely loved the game. Um, the bowls were tested. There was 36s. The crowd was supporting as normal for the, the Australian players over there. So uh, it, it's amazing when you go to New Zealand. A lot of the um, players' families haven't been, but they know everything about your wife. They know everything about your mum and dad. So. Your parents were like, a, it must have been. Oh, mate, they've never been there. but they Notable people over mate, there. They knew everything about them. But, but going back to the game, Mitch Mars, what we're witnessing at the moment, mm. is a player at the top of his game. He, he just looked so in tune. Yep. And he, he understands his role in the team, and and, and now his, his consistency has been outstanding. But mm. a, a lot's gone into that. Uh, you, you've got to remember, take five years back to where Mitch Marsh yeah. was. At, at times, he was the the most popular player in the change room. He was not always liked by the Australian uh, public. He would, I'd put him as one of the more unpopular yeah. people just because of his last name. Yeah, but the, the way he's playing now, he's to the top of his game. He's leading this Australian 2020 team with a smile on his face, and First and foremost, he's performing under pressure. Um, that knock was outstanding. To, to be able to chase 215, it's a record chase, uh, yep. um, actually. But the other man we want to talk about is Tim David. Mm. And, and he's a really, really interesting story. And, and I like the story, what he's done. About five years ago, he, he just said, okay, I'm going to go play. I'm going to be a franchise player. So he, he went to play league cricket in, in England. He played 100. He took less money to, to go to a lot of these leagues to prove his worth. And, and now he's, he's a gun for hire in 2020 cricket all over the world. What was his rep before that in Australian cricket coming through? Did he have much of a reputation? Uh, well, not really. He, he actually played for Singapore. Yeah. He did his trade with, with Singapore, played a, a few internationals there, then, then decided, okay, I, I'm going to be a franchise player. But 
His role is a, a really interesting one because if you look through the Big Bash, mm. he didn't have a great couple of seasons with the Hurricanes. We're, we're expecting a lot from him. Oh, we want Tim Dover to, to bat up the order. We need to see more batsmanship. And I'm a bit the other way. Mm. He, he's a real role player now in 2020 cricket. I've seen him do it with the Mumbai Indians. And what he did in this team, he comes in at number seven, he bats the last four overs, and he can do exactly that. He trains for that position. He knows what the bowl is going to bowl. You can you can really focus your training there. You, you can say, okay, I'm going to get Yorkers, I'm going to get off-pace de- deliveries. The ball's not going to swing away. It's not going to bounce past my ears. And, and he's made himself one of the most important players in this 2020 team for Australia because what he does you could be looking at a total of 180. Mm. He comes out with three overs to go and gets to 230 and plays the opposition out of the game. So I like his role. I like his role playing. It's no different to someone being a really good new ball bowler. He said, okay, my role is I've got a lot of power. I'm going to train to face those last overs. And he's been consistent since he's come into this Australian team, but he's winning games, which is the most important thing. Well, his last four for Australia, 37 off 17, 31 off uh, 14, 41 of 19, 31 of 10 all not outs. So he doesn't yep. have an average in his last four yep. games. It's just accumulating runs and he's what the strike rate. Yeah, the, the strike rate is over well over 200. So it's helped by last night. But yeah, I think it was a couple of English summers ago that yep. he had a, a kind of breakout with the, uh, the white ball. It was the 100, yep. was it? I can't remember if it was yep. the blast of the 100. But then that helped his value skyrocket. And then he came back and had great expectations on him in the big bash. Didn't quite... Hit the heights, had some good knocks, but yeah, it now looks like he's totally comfortable. So you say seven. Like a lot of people look at that okay. last night and go, well, yeah. we've got to give him up to five or, or no. six. What, what it is, t- take the number out of it. Mm. So you, you put him down on the list at seven. When it gets to four overs, five overs to go, that's when he comes in. He, regardless. He regardless. Yep. He hasn't got the batsmanship of, of say, a, a Maxwell or Inglis in, in the middle order, Steve Smith. But what he does have is a unique skill set with the power. And he trains for that. He, he trains mm. for that role. So, and, and that's what 2020 cricket's about, ha- having your different role players that can bowl at different times. But he owns that last five overs. So you don't win that game last night with just conventional batsmen. No. You, you need someone like a, a Maxwell in at the end, Mitch Marsh's power. But Tim David, that's the man you want in those situations. I, I take my hat off to him. Just on, on tactically the order and when you want your big hitters, your yeah. strike players – in. You mentioned there, Tim David, perfect scenario, comes in, 16.1 overs done. Last night, um, Josh Inglis, he just looked like nothing was coming out of the middle. And I guess you have those times when you're playing international cricket, it's not always going to be a great day. At what point does a a batter in the middle who's not having a great day think, I've got the big kahuna coming in next, I've just got to get out or just try and clear the boundary. And if I don't clear the boundary, well, it's almost a bonus for my team anyway. As bad as that sounds, like throwing your wicket away, oh, no, is that no. a tactic? Yeah, yeah. You had those days in 2020 cricket and he would have had the confidence in his team behind him. He's got Tim David, he's got Matt Short. And he said, okay, listen, I'm not having one of those days. Mitch Marsh is on fire at the other end. I'm getting in the way. Yeah. And he would have said to Mitch as a captain, listen, I'm actually going to hit out or get out here. And there's two ways to do it. You just get off strike for three balls. Every ball you get off strike to try to get the rhythm of the game. Or you just try to hit the next four balls into the stand. If you hit a couple, all of a sudden your innings gets momentum. Or you sky one to deep long on, you walk off, and he's got confidence in the players behind him. Yeah, Mitch Marsh, by the way, averages 80 in seven matches as T20 captain. So he's 
He's blended into the role quite nicely, you'd say. Well, you know what was interesting most about the way Mitch played? We, mm. we know he's got power. And as you touched on that, just flick off the hip, it went 95 metres, I, I think He's it got was. power both sides. Some plays but, you see he's only got power in one one area. Well, now he knows how to use it. Yeah. It's not all about trying to hit every ball for six. He he was in control of that run chase. They, in those last three overs, they, they didn't panic. That's something that he's grown into. He's grown into that maturity. Australian cricket's seen it. They've given him leadership now in the in the white ball. Um, he was quite funny too in his, his press conference. He said, I, I just can't wait to be able to boss Paddy Cummins around. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's one of those players that players will naturally want to play for. Yeah, but yeah. The, the big thing for me is he was in control under pressure. So that shows how far he's come. You know what changed a lot for him in terms of public perception? He wasn't even playing much was the test, yep. the Amazon series. So it showed it showed someone like me, his true personality, you know, the air drums and JL yeah. walks in and he all of a sudden stops, he's taking the piss. <laughs> the, the morning coffee yeah. walks about how good yeah. a teammate he is. So you look at it from a player's perspective when, you know, cameras are everywhere now yeah. and everyone wants to do a Netflix doco. But that changed a lot for Mitch Marsh, which really, really helped. And it, I'm glad it happened because you got to know what he's really like. And I think everyone, geez, you've got to be a grumpy bastard not to like Mitch Marsh. Well, what it did show is is what everyone in the team was trying to tell the Australian public. Yeah. It, it's more to to playing for Australia and being involved in good teams and and just sometimes your batting and bowling numbers. It's how you fit into an environment. And, and with the Australian cricket team, you, you might be on the road for six months. So if you're mm. not a good person and fit into that environment, <laughs> well, you, you don't last. And what now we're starting to see a mature cricketer, a cricketer that um, has been scoring runs – when Australia need them, we've seen the test matches. That we've been four for sixteen. Mitch Marsh comes out. He's won the Allen Border Medal, but that's all come off the back of now. And just watching the way he moves, the way he speaks to the media, mm. he's just a player at the top of their game. There's no better feeling than where Mitch Marsh is at the moment when your your game is at that stage. Jeez, I'd love to get out of here. The biggest whinger on tour of all time. I know you won't give it up because you, yeah, you, you don't want to talk negatively of people, but. No, never in Australian team. Accus anyone won. Accusations that you might have uh, been a bit of a mope sometimes. Not once. Really? I loved every minute of it. You did not. I did. Impossible. No, every minute Impossible. of it. Impossible. No, 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 you're wrong. Every minute of it. Yeah, righto. You that's, can't tell me. That's a challenge for me over the next mate, three months you, you when we go, get guests in. I loved every minute of being – you, you don't take it for granted. Okay. Because I remember I also had it taken away. I yeah. had it taken away. I walked away from the yes the game. You did, but before that, no, before you got your jolt of reality, no, uh, never win. We'll get into that, get into that for sure. I'm um, just back to Tim David. He hit an incredible six, but the thing was, he didn't time it. So yeah. I'd, I'd shudder to think what would happen to that ball if he got it out of the middle. It went 98 meters. It actually went so high. I think in the international space uh, station, they saw something go past. Was that a comment? No, it was just Tim David down in Wellington, but. What's the biggest six you've ever seen? And in terms of being there live and just being totally in awe with a ball going into orbit. Mate, the, the biggest six ever on record, hmm. and it was Brett Lee. <laughs> yeah, at the like, Gabba. At the Gabba. That, that went 142 <laughs> metres, but it went through or, or nearly over the grandstand and landed in the practice net. You, and I'm not – you have to understand, if you go there and look – you can't hit the ball that far. <laughs> Even if you stood just before the grandstand and yeah. threw the ball up and hit it over, you, you might hit, um, I don't know, out of 10 shots, you might hit five over. It's an yeah. enormous hit. That that was a, the <laughs> biggest hit. And I think that was 
Remember the kookaburra bats with carbon on the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the end of them. Mm. <laughs> they made a huge difference. It was like the fast yeah. suit in swimming. Yeah. But the other one was- Were you um, there, by the way? Were you, no. you weren't there? No, I wasn't there. The, the other one was, remember when Chris Lynn, um, when Lynn Sanity started at- um, Yeah, yeah. He at hit Tatey. He hit Tatey at the top yes. of the Gabba. Yes. But you remember the little wink? <laughs> but, but that was at that stage where Linny was on fire. He he was uh, making his name as a gun for hire in 2020. That everyone in Brisbane turned up to watch him. But what people don't understand is that's when Tatey was at his best. Yeah. He was bowling a warm up balls at one five one, and, <laughs> and Linny just hit it as miles. The, Mark War hit a couple of really good ones when I used to play with him. His were effortless. I, I think my best. I, I got Lance Klusner on top of the members stand at the SCG. Yeah. Was the pitch short side? It's not. It's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> or just pitcher hitting the top of the members. Big proud South African that Lance Klusner was and st- mm. and is. How did he take it? You know what? Uh, I've got to be honest. The wicket was over the, the one side, <laughs> so it actually wasn't that big a hit. So he just turned back and walked. But when I tell the story, I don't have to tell you where no, the wicket was. No. All, all I've got to say is go stand out the middle of the SCG yeah. and look at the top of the ladies' hey, stand. Hey, you've got your mates who run the, the beef company <laughs> and you've got your own mustard company and mayo company that puts everything all over these stories. I The the biggest one I saw with my own eyes was at the SCG because I used to love going to the SCG for the one day. Is Simon O'Donnell one night. Like as a kid, everything's bigger. Yeah. So th- this was the first time that I'd seen a really big six. Yeah. Simon O'Donnell hit one. I think it was onto the top of the Barongal or next door onto the ladies. It went so frigging high. And it made me think a guy like Simon O'Donnell who now is in the media yeah. and people might not realise how good a sportsman he was. He played AFL footy yeah. as well. Huge unit. Very good at that. How he would have gone in T20 cricket. He would have dominated. Oh, well, he, he would have been the prototype. But I yeah. tell you the other one with Simon O'Donnell, in the Shane Warne stand now, mm. you got the Shane Warne stand and you've got a different coloured seat where Simon O'Donnell hit a ball in a shield game. Really? And, and that was back then where <laughs> yeah. where bats were like a toothpick. You, you, <laughs> like you hit it now and you go, mate, I'm not going to use that. Like, yeah. don't, don't even humour me with that. But Simon O'Donnell hit it. As, I think it's the second or third tier. Mm. And if you, you're looking – into the Shane Warne stand, it's a different colour seat where he hit it. It's the same as Bingers. You look and you think, how, how can he hit a ball yeah. that far? But And especially with the bats he used to do. But, yeah, he, he would have been – oh, he'd be spewing. He, he would have been going for, what, four million. Yeah, yeah. Um, easy yeah. in IPL. Good bowl yeah. and good bat, good, good hit a ball. ball. Hilton Cartwright as well, special mention, wasn't there that night, but in the big bash a couple of years ago at the MCG where he, he put yeah. it, like, top-decked it. It was incredible hit. So a um, slide into our DMs on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, let us know your biggest six you've ever seen you in your have, life. It, have you ever hit a six? No. I was like always a just opening bat and just get off strike. <laughs> <laughs> or stay on strike and over and then the so other guy got to go. That, that means your only six would have been if you're far, play, <laughs> facing a fastball, you close your eyes for a hook shot, top edge, yeah. and you get abuse at the bowl and you go, where's the ball gone? It's gone over the keeper. <laughs> For six. That's where you would have hit yours. Yeah. And as you mentioned in the start of that sentence, I probably farted at the same time as well. <laughs> anyway, um, back to back to the T20 in Wellington. Australia, now the first team in T20 uh, history, managed to concede 200 or more in four straight games. Is it a problem? We're winning them. Yeah. But is it a problem? No. No. There, there's not a problem. Because winning papers over crack sometimes. Well, sometimes it does. But Mm. what it also has allowed is if you go back to those games, 
we've been trying a lot of different bowlers. Um, we've, we've, we've been experimenting with what's our best team leading into the World Cup. So we, we've given guys that we've seen Hardy come out and use as an all-rounder. We've seen Green um, playing. We've seen different bowlers use. So, yeah, I, I'm not too too worried about that. They've been great surfaces. Like the, mm. the surface in Wellington was outstanding. And it will um, be at Eden Park, isn't it? That's yeah. pretty much oh, like the, the table where <laughs> they're feral. They, oh, the they, crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah been, we'll get to them a bit well, later on. We'll, we'll, no, we'll save that one for your, no, uh, yeah, your but segment no, later. No, I'm not too concerned. What, uh, what I'd like to see now in this series, I'd like to see someone like a, a Nathan Ellis have a go. Y- yep. You've got your three main fast bowlers who it's very unique in this modern day that play mm. all three forms of the game. Maybe you can have someone like Nathan Ellis come in and, and he's a point of difference in 2020 cricket. He bowls a lot of change-ups. He bowls tough overs. You can bring fine leg and third man up and, and bowl to, to different field. He's, he's a lot like Tim David, actually. Mm. He, he's a role player with the ball when when teams start to, to go really hard. So, yeah, I, I think they can experiment a little bit more and I'd see Nathan Ellis and guys like that get in the game. Zampa, small grounds. He's going to get conditions to suit more, you would say, in the windies with yeah. the, the wickets are not like what we're going to yeah. see uh, at Eden Park on Friday and Sunday. But none for 42 off three overs. They went after him and... They went after him occasionally at the World Cup with varying success because he, his tail end of the World Cup yeah. was very, very good. Concerned there about how they're going to go after him potentially in the next two games? Well, if I'm looking at the success Adam Zampa's had over the last oh, couple of years, hmm. I'm, I'm doing this every game. I'm saying, you know what? Just throw the bat at him. Yep. Take him on. Um, have a plan. Do, do all your analytics about, okay, hmm. is, he, is he going to turn the ball past my outside edge? Very unlikely. He's wrong as the one. He, he's wrong and all. You're going to get you on a straight ball so you can hit him straight. Yep. And, and I, I'd be spending majority of my team meeting looking at what Adam Zampa does, showing the the batting group, this is what he does when he's been hit for four. This is how he reacts if he's bowled three dot balls in a row. So get a real good read mm. on how Adam Zampa bowls because if the stats say if you get hold of Adam Zampa, you're a long way to beating this Australian cricket team. We've we seen it in the, the games in New Zealand leading into the World Cup. Hmm. Um, we won the first two. They got hold of Zampa in the next three. We started the World Cup slowly off the back of teams attacking Adam Zampa, and then he woke up and he was outstanding. He probably could have been part of the tournament, actually. Yep. Um, so, yeah, expect that a lot more. He, he, he's intelligent enough to know that. With the analytics, is that how it, how it works, generally speaking? There is defined patterns, especially like people like Adam Zampa who've played the amount of games they have internationally, that – he gets hit for four. This ball is 90% going to be this, the yep. ball after three balls, three dots. This yep. is going to be the, with yes. around the world. That's pretty consistent. Yeah, that's how much you, you would be looking into it. The, the reason yeah. you would look so deep into it, if you're part of the coaching staff and you're lined up against Australia, they're, they're, they're world-class everywhere. We're winning mm. every tournament. But you, you've got to try to find a way to challenge them. And and one of the things has been is, is the way you play Adam Zampa. So that's when all the analytics and stuff come into play and it can tell you a story over time about what he does. He, mm. he, he might have a, a way to react every time he's been hit for a four straight down the ground. Does he take you wider? Does he bowl a wrong? And is he slow his pace up? So you can start to get little cues on what he does to, to bring maybe the contest back in your favour because the reason you do it, it's such an important um, tool in, in the Australians' victory. It's the same as the back end of the 2020 game. Yep. Say, and this is go back to Tim David. So Tim David, when he's doing his analytics for the game, he's not going to go watch um, 
Ferguson bowling with the new ball. Southie, oh, Southie's got beautiful wrist. He <laughs> swings it away. Yeah. All he's going to go is go, I want to see what Tim Southie does in the last four overs. Yep. What percentage of balls are slower balls? Where's he hit his Yorker? What's his strength? Um, does he hit a good leg stump Yorker? And if he misses his Yorker, what does he does he miss full or does he miss short with his Yorker? So he's got all these tools to go back On in. On last night, he misses full. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he he would know that. Yeah. So then do you move around the crease? Does he does he like to take, if he's been hit for a four, how often does then, does he go a wide Yorker? Yeah. So all, all these things. So for a Tim David role, you go, okay, let, let's look at that. And that's all he has to look at. He doesn't have to look at the other stuff. It's the same when we played, when we played Bravo. Mm. So Bravo at the back end of a game was really successful. Then we worked out he he doesn't bowl any pace on balls. Yeah. So what you do as a batter, you just set up for the slower ball, mm. then react to the quicker one because that, that quicker one's coming once out of 12 balls. So you react to that and you get a bit of wood on it. It goes away. So, yeah, that's how you use analytics. I know we've got to be deep into that there. No, it's fascinating for people who obviously yeah. haven't been in that elite environment about how it all works. So, Well, Tim yeah. David's a perfect example. That, yeah. That's that's how he, he can minimise what he looks at. So why would you look at Southie or Bolt? Like I wouldn't go, if I was Tim David, I'm not yeah. looking at Bolt yeah. ripping Finchie's front pad off every second game <laughs> or, or swinging one back or holding the line. Finchie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finchie got him a lot, actually. Um, but he, there's no point wasting time for him to look at that. He, yeah. he only Because he might bowl in those first two overs. Mm. He might bowl one slow ball. Yeah. But he might, in his last two overs, might average every second ball. Yeah. Ravindra. You, yeah. This kid's a real deal. What I like about him is his appetite for big moments. Mm. So we're seeing the World Cup. We didn't know much of him, but he enjoyed the big moments. Yep. Come up against Australia, no Caden Williamson, comes out and gets 68. Mm. Uh, he, he's going to be an interesting journey over, over the next couple of years. It's mm. going to be interesting to see how he responds in the test match yeah. as well. So we're, we're flying in test cricket. Um, he's done everything to say he's going to be successful. But like Kane Williamson, he, he's one of the best players, if not the best bat New Zealand's ever seen. Mm. His record against us isn't great. So it's going to be interesting to see how Ravindra goes, but everything at the moment leads to uh, a class act. Because it feels like at this stage he's still new yep. and people, are, you know, you gather intel. And back yep. to what we were just talking about, about analytics, the the question is, has the Australian test side picked a hole in yeah. some way of his technique that yep. they can really try and exploit? And he might be good enough yep. to get around it. He might yep. know it's coming. Reverse analytics, like the Kiwis yep. will go, mate, you've got a problem here. Yep. They're going to target this. Yeah. Deal with it. It's a different pressure to, to playing for Australia and against Australia as well. Mm. Like there, there might be a, a lot more friendly advice. He might have mm. had to deal with that. Um, you, you've got Stark, Camo, Line. Yeah, you're, you're right. Here, but everything at the moment, he looks a class act. And the best thing I, I can say about him is he, he's doing it on the biggest stage. He's doing it against Australia. He's doing it at a World Cup. So he, he'll be a prize wicket in the test match. Fourth test, India, England starts Friday. Looking forward to this one. Friday, Arvo, perfect time slot here in Australia to sit down and watch this first session. Mm. It will be fascinating because we've seen, like in the recent series between Australia and India over there, that one of the test matches, it was turning sideways in that first session. There's every chance that this pitch is going to do the same to the point where England look like they're going to pick one recognised paceman. Looks like it could be Ollie Robinson because they might give Wood and Anderson a rest. Ben Stokes, though, interestingly enough, has said before the tour, I made a 
promise, a pinky promise with the, the team, doctor, team, physios, and I'm not going to bowl. All of a sudden, he's done a load earlier this week of 30 minutes in the middle, just sending them down, getting his rhythm. Looks like he will bowl. Have you ever broken a pinky promise with your medical staff? Broken a pinky. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, all the time. Well, you're a you keeper. I, I tell you how I, I broke the pinky promise. Yeah. My wife is a radiographer. Yeah. So you, you know if you've sprained a, your finger or you've broken a bone. Handy for a go, uh, handy for a wicketkeeper, oh, by the way, I might say. Well, <laughs> mates' rights. Yeah. I, I made sure um, every Christmas party I went and made a, a beeline to the doctors. So <laughs> what, what happened is uh, you could feel it in the game. You think, yeah. oh, no, I've done it again. I've broken a finger. But the first thing you do, you go to the physio. They say, go for a scan. If it's broken, you're out. You're out. Mm. So what I did, <laughs> I'd say, Karina, I think I've broken a finger. She'd look. She goes, I think you have to. Come in for a scan. Yeah. I'd, then I'd go get the report off the doctor. And then I'd get him to refer me yeah. to the specialist, Doug Ween. Great man. <laughs> great man. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought three houses for him on the water and Tim Payne's <laughs> brought the other two. <laughs> so I'd get the report off him. But when I had the report, I'd hold the report like this. Yeah. And I'd say, Doug, you're not having the report yet. I need to play the next two Shield games. And then I have a bit of a break. Yeah. And you go, Hads, give me the report. You know the rule. <laughs> and the rule was if it's broken, yeah. you're okay to play. If it's broken and it started to take the tendon, yeah. we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's broken, it's gone through the joint, yeah. we've got to have surgery. So then I'd hand the report <laughs> over. <laughs> so these are true stories. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I'd get the report. Yep, no. Nah. Yeah, I can handle the pain yet, yeah, no worries. Oh, hang on, this is a bad one. We've got to put you in tonight, get the surgery done. But then I'd go back to New South Wales, I'd go to the physio and say, I've broken my finger. He goes, oh, no, we've got a shield going. He goes, no, no, I'm right to play. I've seen the surgeon. Yeah. I've seen the specialist. Here's a report and I can handle the pain. All right, see you at see training. <laughs> so there's only um, once yeah. where he said, oh, no, 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 you're out. Yeah. I said, oh, Doug. I've got a final in eight days. He goes, eight days? He goes, can you play with the stitches in? I said, yeah. yeah. So he went in, put a screw in my little finger. God. Uh, made a splint. He said, oh, I said, oh, mate, can I, sure I can play. He said, mate, once I've got that screw in, it would have calcified enough in that time. Oh. Then then you play. So, mate, yeah. I I, I don't know whether they're pinky promises, but I, I found a way yeah. not to miss games. They're literally pinky promises. Yeah, look at that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh, yuck. You don't want to know. My hands weren't made for wicket keeping. <laughs> Mate, Peter Neville's were perfect. He had these fat, fat fingers. He never broke anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mate, King, King Charles' fingers, did he? <laughs> Mate, these are like poppadoms. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you try to put a poppadom into a wicket keeping glove, they're going to break every time. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just back to what your lovely wife, Karina, does for a living, mm. trained. Is that how you met? <laughs> no, we met. Okay. <laughs> I was just funny. checking. No, through a mutual friend. Okay, wonderful. And you got to know each other really well when you yeah. dropped in every three weeks during mm. cricket season. <laughs> Back to England. Uh, what do they do here? How, how do they turn that around? It, it, are they getting their selections right but just going in with the one one quick and a, and a lot of spin? i tell you how they turn it around. Mm. India have gave them a door. They've opened the door just enough for England to walk through. Yeah. I had a look at the surface. I don't know if you've seen on the news the surface of, yeah. of the wicket being unveiled. It looks like one of those wickets 
that you're going to throw the ball in and it's going to go through the top. It's going to be a two-and-a-half-day test match. That's what it looks like. I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, and England look like they're sort of saying the same. Uh, we only need one fast bowler. It's going to turn. That brings England right back into the game because yeah. the uncertainty about what the surface is going to do. So your part-time spinners like Joe Root all, all of a sudden become real effective. And a lot of the result then can be around to luck. Yeah. If you've seen the last test match, it's a beautiful wicket. Mm. England didn't bat that well because the pressure that was applied by India because the scoreboard mm. uh, and the way they batted. But if they, the surface is one that's going to move day one. It's going to be a fast-moving test match. India might have just opened the door mm. for England to get one up here. So they, they've got to be really careful here, India, at the surface they produce. It's crazy. It's cra- Joe Root, by the way, he's bowled 107 overs, most he's ever bowled in a series already by 40 overs. And you dare say he's going to get a fair bit of work in this test match because he is a pretty handy offy, isn't he? As opposed to his batting at the moment, unfortunately for Joseph. Uh, we put that poll out on Instagram asking if Joe Root should ditch Basball. 85% voted he should ditch it. I dare say that's got back into the England camp and he will ditch it for that, but on the basis of a Willow Talk poll. So, no, in all seriousness, thank you for voting. I can't see him changing it because that's the way these guys operate. That's the oh, way Brendan McCollum um, yeah. gets into his players' heads. Unless... Joe decides himself because it feels like there's so much personal responsibility in this team that Joe just decides, you know what, maybe I'll put that reverse lap in the bag for the first innings at the very least. We'll put it in the bag to 120. Jo- Joe Root is a good enough player, a world-class player, that, that we know is going to come good. It's just a matter of time before he gets another big 100. It's just putting the, the odds back in his favour a little bit. To, to play a really high-risk shot like that, it, all he's got to do there – is that decision worth it? Is it worth it, that ball? Am I going to get that much movement in the game? Am I doing that mm. so I can move someone back to third man that allows me to get a one on the leg side to rotate the strike so I don't get six balls at me from the spinners? So he won't change his style of play mm. because the, the what the team stands for. He'll just be a bit smarter in what he does. Fair enough. Uh, Boomer rested. Oh, saving him for the fifth test. So <laughs> England happy about that because he, he could dead set bowl on anything at the moment and, and cause issues. Kale Rahul still ruled out, injured. Virat Kohli, we know where he's been now. He's yeah. been at a hospital waiting for yeah. the birth Congratulations. of the second child and um, hopefully everything's going okay there. It sounded like child was in mother's womb for a bit longer than they were expecting and uh, maybe now Virat's gone, you know what, I just want to chill out at home and, and watch this one. So, uh, yeah. Well, the interesting one is Boomerah. Yeah. So they're saying even for the last test, Dharmasala, which traditionally swings a lot more up in the Himalayas, it's yep. a lot cooler. But Raging green top expected there. Well, well, it could be, but they're not resting him. He, he's got a big ticker. Yep. They're not resting him in, unless his surface is going to offer a lot to their spinners. Yep. And, and this is what I'm saying with, with England. that they, they might see a door here because this surface, if it is as hard to play on as we think, baseball mm. will be effective because they're going to go after the game. They might get rid of the batters, pat, bat pad offside, bat pad leg side. So, yeah, it, it, it's a dangerous tactic what India are playing here because they're playing really good cricket and they might have just opened the door with the surface. And with Boomer being rested, it says to me this wicket's going to turn from day one. Ben Stokes quote, I've never seen something like that before about the pitch. I don't know what could happen. It looked green and grassy up in the changing rooms, but when you get out there, it looked different, very dark and crumbly and quite a few cracks in it. It's like baseball. No. Um, 
<laughs> Could come you back like to bite that. that we like baseball. Absolutely. We like the style. We've yeah. just spent 20 minutes talking about yeah. an England-India test and it's yeah. been given extra relevance by the way that in yeah. England Approach have been game. going on about it and everyone telling what they should be doing or if they support it or not. It's unreal. Yeah. Fantastic talking point. Uh, Yash Joswell, by the way, 545 runs in three tests. Graham Gooch, five, 752 in three tests, the record for a England-India series, India-England series. So, um, yeah, the youngster up the top, he looks the real deal. So a bit like Ravindra. So we'll see how he goes. And this whole test pans out. We'll have a review for it. I dare say by the time we next meet Bradley, we'll have a result given. In three days. In three days, yeah, exactly. Uh, quick break, back in a sec with Hads and his time in New Zealand <laughs> that he loves so much. Brad Haddon and New Zealand. A little story for our Willow Talk listeners before we get going. I do a radio spot in New Zealand every week mm. over there with a good man in Jason Pine. He asked me one day, oh, mate, can you get us Hads's number? I'd love to have him on just for a chat and everything like that. I put it to you and you went, prefer not. <laughs> Actually, not if no I can help there. it. However, you've come round, obviously, because you're comfortable with the notion because you are going over there to be part of the commentary team. Look forward to hearing your comments. And it's just another Aussie for the crowd to boo mm. <laughs> over there, I dare say, when you get there. Good luck through customs. Where are you landing? Are you landing in Auckland or Wellington? Mate, that's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to parachute in at 2 o'clock uh, in the morning Taylor over Swiss, Mount Cook. Taylor Swiss um, <laughs> yeah. jet I'm just going to borrow. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's jet. You're going <laughs> to hop in and take it over there. So your record. Yeah. Against New Zealand, 26 matches across all formats, 300s, average 44. Take that. Absolutely. 115, lost 10, one draw. 2007, your first match, you batted three, bowled by Shane Bond. Oh, yeah. What a bowler he was. What was he I, like to face? Was, I, like, can't, well, I can't tell you what that was. I didn't even see it. <laughs> but I, I tell you, that was before the 2007 World Cup. So yep. a, a lot of our stars were rested. Yeah. Um, I think actually Huss was the captain. It was the first and yeah. only time he captained three nil New Zealand won. <laughs> but Sorry, Huss. yeah, mate, Bond was interesting because mm. you, you watch some of his footage and he he was he was a class act. But then he played us, and he was like the best bowler you've ever seen. He got 150 k's. He had this action where you thought the ball was angling in, mm. and it just straighten and, and go away from you. But he he came from wider on the crease. But yeah, I, that first match, uh, I think we actually lost that. They went, I think, Fleming and Vince yeah. won one, none down. Oh, yeah. Mate, so I didn't even see the ball. It bowled me. It was too quick. <laughs> was he that good, Shane? Because he had yeah, that reputation of being yeah, he was. the greatest maybe bowler because he was he injured so much. Yeah. You, you would have liked to see him have an extended run at, at yeah. Test cricket. Uh, he, he was outstanding against us. Some of the battles he had with Pontin mm. and Hayden were, were just first class. But, uh, mate, he, he was seriously class act. A, a reminder, people, if you're listening, so anything that Brad compliments New Zealand on here, <laughs> add like times three and that's your true currency rate of what this person was like as a cricketer because he was world class. If he's saying that, it sounds like he was the greatest bowler in the history of cricket. Anyway, year after... Big ton in Adelaide. That must have been satisfying. So we, Kiwis, and it, we mentioned it, we've had a fair chat about it. Where did this all stem from? Was it as well, a young well, man growing up, just not liking New Zealand? And then I like, haven't said I don't us? like New Zealand. No, you've just said you've had issues against them and you you rose 
to the encounter against I, them. I you think, liked playing yeah, them. Mate, I did like playing It's the same as you, you like playing against England. Like yeah. you've you grown up saying, oh, I want to be part of an Ashes. <laughs> and, and I remember Matthew Hayden saying to me really early in my career, yeah. he said, mate, no matter what you do, you'll always be judged on how well you're playing the Ashes. And you go, what do you mean? Every test is important. He goes, every test is important. Yeah. He said, but the Australian public won't like you unless you don't play well in the Ashes. I went, oh, God, no pressure. Yeah. But New Zealand was the same. Like you, 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 you're growing up watching the, the rugby league test matches, Bleslow Cup, and, and the rivalry was always there. So, yeah, it was just, uh, mate, it was enjoyable. Uh, some good contests. Um, yeah, I think I got my first one-day 100 and test 100 uh, against New Zealand. So, yeah, mm. good times. We, in Hamilton, one day you had 110 opening. Uh, you lost the Super over in uh, Christchurch that year as well. Both teams scored 214. You mate Brendan McCallum, 116, oh, scooping Sean Tate. Well, that was the first time we've actually seen the ramp. Yeah. And, and Sean Tate was at the peak of his powers there. He, he was bowling like some serious rockets. And Brendan McCullum came out and he, he was just – like rank going across his off stump and using the pace yeah. and hitting it over my left shoulder. <laughs> and, and I remember going past, what, what are we going to do? And everyone's just thought, oh, mate, I don't know, Taddy, you know what to do. You're a bowl. Like walking <laughs> past and going, I've never seen this before. It was the <laughs> first time we've ever, ever seen it. And we, it, it was a phenomenal innings from Brendan McCullum. We, yeah. we, we couldn't do anything about it. Like he, he just got lower. Tatey went wider. He'd dive off the wicket and hit it. They, they were going for six over um, fine leg. It was the first time we've ever, ever seen it. Any passing advice as you went to the other well end? Well done. Yourself? Like, oh, yeah? Yeah, mate. I, we, we were in, in shock about what he was doing. Like, this, this wasn't something – like, it wasn't to a spinner where you just get down mm. and tap it. This was Sean Tate. Mate, we were just in, in, in awe of what was happening. You didn't accuse him of it being a fluke? Nope. No? Oh, okay. No. You, you did give credit. Because there's this – I get a funny little feeling that you get a, a bit, I don't know, annoyed about New Zealand because everyone looks at New Zealand as the good guys of world cricket <laughs> and everyone thinks that anyone who puts an Australian cap on is Darth Vader from around the rest of the world. Mm. Where's the truth here? Well, I, do, do, do I, the Kiwis – They sledge as, they as sledge? much as anyone. Yep. yep. You, you copped it early days from the Kiwis as, as much as um, anyone. And we're talking players, not crowd here. We're, oh, the it's, crowd's it's a different given level. To the crowd. <laughs> different level. We'll get to the crowd in a moment. But the Kiwi players, they don't mind a bit of a chip, yep. a bit of advice. Yeah. Is it that different to what Australian players have done yeah, historically? It's the same. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's no different. We're, they're they're the, the same as us. Mm. Just with different accents. I will better. <laughs> uh, you won a test series in 2010 as well. Pup. 168, Phil Hughes going berserk, 86 off 75 and a uh, 10-wicket win. Uh, Mitch Johnson, man of the match with 10 wickets in that second test. Uh, test series debuts of Warner, Stark, Pattinson at the Gabba. Lost second test in Hobart by seven runs. That was a bit of a galling experience. But 2015 World Cup, yeah. Eden Park, crazy game of cricket. Crazy game. I mean, you, you, you look back now and you think that New Zealand won that by 300 runs the way yeah. they carried on about it. However... Idiotic finish to the game. Mate, unbelievable finish. Unbelievable game, great atmosphere. Kiwis did really well. They, they bowled us out for 150. Crowd was up, mate. They were vocal. It was a great atmosphere. What did you get? Top scored, actually. Yep. Mm. What, 23? No, nah, 47, 47 or 40-something. Oh, I tell you it was funny. Did you cop it when you walked oh. off? <laughs> <laughs> I remember batting with uh, Paddy Cummins and yeah. a, a ball like sort of left me and there was a big cheer. I'm thinking, God, what's the cheer for? And Paddy's coming down. He goes, that's 154. 
It's 154. <laughs> and I, he goes, what are you going to do? I said, get to the other end. And he's only young. He goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so I dropped and got to the other end. <laughs> let, let Paddy go. And uh, well, Paddy was dumb enough to, oh, mate, to run through mate, for the we, run. We had to take every run that was on offer. He wasn't protecting your tail there. But then McCullum came out and was oh, dynamic. Yeah. Took the game away. He, he was 70 or something real quick. Then all of a sudden we got him out. Things changed really quick. So they looked like they were going to go to an easy victory. They got down to nine down and Kane Williamson was batting. He ended up check driving, come over for, for six. New Zealand win. So crowds going off. There was times in the, the game where the crowd was so vocal, nothing at all. Yeah. And they come back. So it was a great game. Great for the World Cup. New Zealand win. They take the points. We walked in the change room and said, that's a great result. We were gone in that game. We got 150. Now none for 70. McCullum's going off. But the doubt that they created, mm. being nine down to win it, we, and we said after that game, if we get another shot at them, if we get McCullum, we know what's going to happen. All their energy's coming off the back of him. And yeah. Off the back of that was the planning for the World Cup. Yeah. For, for the, the final. final. Where yeah. Starkey bowled those three Yorkers in a row. Yep. And you don't often see that. And the third one got him all of a sudden, game over. We thought if we got McCullum there, their energy, and they didn't quite believe that mm. they could beat us without his energy at the top. And end of story. I'll I tell you another test match here, 2010. Yeah. Clark got uh, 168. Hughesy uh, got 86. And we, we won by uh, 10 wickets. Yeah. That wasn't the funniest part of that. Yeah. It was Windy Wellington. Uh, Mate, there's a storm came in. The wind was going. The roller took off by itself. <laughs> and the ground staff were trying to hold the covers down. <laughs> they said, oh, everyone's got to get out, hands on deck. And we went, no, no, no. Mate, one of the groundsmen was holding it. He's got up <laughs> off there, landed back down, broke his arm. Oh. And we had to bowl. And, and you can use your imagination here. Mm. We had to bowl Doug Bollinger. At a certain end. <laughs> Is this in Doug's growth phase, mm -hmm. shall I say? So Artificial growth phase. He couldn't bowl phase. into it. <laughs> he had to bowl with it. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's, was the memorable part Love about that. <laughs> and Merv Hughes being a goose. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan Harris is not a great flyer. Yeah. And oh, no. Merv Hughes, I, I was sitting with Ryan like Harris had yeah. And Merv Hughes is behind us. He's going, mate, these are always these flights going into Wellington. He said, you just feel like you're not going to make it. <laughs> and the big, tough Ryan Harris was just holding on to the side of the chair next to him, sweat coming off him, saying, Merv, this is not helping anyone. He's got his hands in the air when we're coming in. Well, and Rhino, I've never seen a whiter man. <laughs> Basin Reserve, was it, that game, by yep. the way, with the Basin covers? Reserve. That's where they're yep. returning to for... Mate, broke his arm, this the ground stuff. Oh, far But out. he was two metres in the air. Mm. Everyone help, all hands on deck. We went, nah. Last one, the crowd over there. This weekend will yeah. be a perfect example. They will just be giving it to David Warner. Yeah. Like you would not believe. Yeah, he's baited them. Yeah. No, Dave, he's baited them. And it looks like he's completely comfortable with it yeah. he's as well. Fine. Is it unsettling in any way no, when they it, give it to you? No, it's actually an enjoyable part of the game. The, the One of the things about traveling the world, you, you get to experience the, like, say, the love of cricket and, and in, um, in India. But you go to New Zealand and it's the passion that they have for their team. Hmm. Yeah, they, they've got some interesting things to say, but you don't ever feel unsafe. Okay. Um, you, you can have some fun with the crowd as well. They've got a good hmm. sense of humor, but they, they give it to you. Yeah. Michael Bevan got hit with a salmon. What? A what? A salmon. 
A salmon? Yep. Why? Mate, I, I don't know. It made its way in the crowd. There have been toilet seats thrown. They used to throw coins. Like uh, a, a full salmon? Yeah. Yep. Like how big? Sam will get the, be able to get the footage of that. It, it hit him. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Like, what can you do? He had an Australian uniform. Mate, ask for some crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some jats. <laughs> Might have been John West rejecting it. <laughs> <laughs> Fell off. John West from Queenstown. Yeah. Just chucking a salmon. That's extraordinary. Yeah. I know you've told the fruit salad story in India, but, yeah. uh, you know, a coconut was oh, part mate. of the fruit salad that got When I flicked the apple back. And then all of a sudden yeah. you had oh, a fruit salad in front of me. <laughs> whole wiggle song around you. <laughs> anyway, good times. Australia, New Zealand, long mate, continue. And it does continue this weekend with those two T20 internationals. Rises and fallers. Shout out to what will be Rises, all the Australians playing in the Women's uh, Premier League that yep. starts this Saturday. Um, our co-host, Eels, the captain. She's... She's captaining the the Lucknow franchise yep. over there. They're playing in two cities, but I think it's 13 Australians involved. Yep. So interesting to see how Annabelle Sutherland goes as well, given her uh, her last few months and how she uh, performs over there and your favourite batter in women's cricket in Phoebe Litchfield. She's over there Best for the ever. first time. Best ever. Here we go. So looking forward to that over the weekend. Uh, the European Cricket League continues. <laughs> I Spanish batter Mohamed Babar hit back-to-back sixes in Spain's match against the Czech Republic one-handed. Have you ever seen anything like that? I've never seen oh, – I've seen a couple of hook shots where you come, your hand comes off and you continue with the ball, but one-handed. I've never seen anyone stand there like a tennis player and, and whack it over mid-wicket. Wow. That <sighs> – Anyway, uh, and fallers, any fallers? I've got one that goes into both categories, actually. Yeah. And and it's not to do with cricket, but my, my young bloke, Hugo, hmm. him and his mate Rover, they're watching the cricket. They're sitting in the kids' room on the beautiful rug that the wife's got. Knows not to have his food in there. Yeah. His mate's there, so you take your food in, your drink. So yeah. spilt the orange juice all over the carpet. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, we're upstairs and you could, you could hear the vacuum clean. You could hear a bit of kerfuffle going on. He's... So he's tried to clean it, which I think is a riser. So yeah. it went from being a, an orange juice stain the size of your fist <laughs> to an orange juice stain the, the size of two football fields. But <laughs> you, you can imagine my wife's reaction. Like she was ready to blow. Yeah. And I said, I, I don't think you can. I, I think we've got to see this as a positive. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, he tried to clean it. <laughs> he, he did the right thing. I said, so we've got to say, mate, well done. Mm. Next time, come and get us. We can we can help you do that. Yeah. But, um, mate, for an 11-year-old to try to clean it up himself. How mate, bad was the stink? Orange is not a nice smell. Oh, well, it was could only milk. Yeah, it was only worse. little. Yeah. Till he tried to clean it. <laughs> it was massive. Hugo, you've been taught well by your parents. Congratulations. Mate, he's brought up well, that kid. Yeah, exactly. After they, after his parents beautifully met when he was getting one of his uh, dodgy digits fixed one day. There you go. Uh, one more faller, the Kiwi commentary team. Uh, this Kiwi commentary team, Tim David, his last ball. Take it away, fellas. Four required from one ball. Can he do it? It's full. It's driven through the onside. And it's into the goal. Oh, fuck. They've won the game, Australia. Motherfuckers. <laughs> That's a bit colourful. Oh, Jesus. So good. <laughs> so good. So one-eyed. And long may it continue. Uh, Brad, before you go over there, we'll be back next week with a couple of episodes of Willow Talk to just really pump you up for your, uh, your trip over there. But thank you for that, mate. Have a good weekend. Mate, can't wait. Enjoy your cricket, everyone. <laughs>